Hey everybody, welcome back to the Running Deep podcast. I am so excited today we get to talk with Christina Hannon and Christina has been on the podcast before with me. I love working with Christina. We work together at Candeo um, and she's going to share today a little bit about how to share your faith and the importance of it and just a few tips um, to be helpful on how to share your faith because it can be scary um, if you've never done it before or you don't even know where to get started. Um, So Christina, thanks for joining me today and um, sharing just a little bit about how to share your faith. Absolutely. It is it's just an honor to be on this podcast with you. And um, I'm just so thankful that, I don't know, the Lord has used me in the past, like given mm. me a story that I can share and a hope that I can share. So, um, yeah, I'm honored to be here and I'm excited to talk about this today. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I asked Christina onto this podcast is just within the last, have you been on staff for two or three three years i think three years three years now wow time flies um i have seen christina share her faith in so many different areas um whether it be um with her kids first um or meeting with a newcomer or someone in just that she meets um just in the community um i've seen so much fruit from that and even just be able to celebrate with you as you lead newcomers to the lord and you just have a way a gift of evangelizing so i wanted to bring you on yeah so that you you can just share maybe what you do and hopefully that'll help someone who's listening um so let's just start off here why Why even is it important for us to share our faith? Mm, I think that's a great place to start. You know, we're walking around on this earth, and it is filled with human souls. Mm. And so when you start to look at people as um, people who are going to be spending eternity somewhere, So either they're going to be spending eternity um, celebrating with Jesus as their king, or they're going to be spending eternity in hell apart from him. And so when we see people through that lens, the why behind sharing the gospel comes really clear really quickly. Mm -hmm. And, And the hope that we have to offer in that. Um, the role that we have to play, like it starts like, oh man, this is this is something I need to share this. Mm. Um, yes, I'm called to share, but oh, I want to share it because because I see the the people that are around me. Um, you might you might even be more familiar with this story than I am, but I um, was reading a, a book about D.L. Moody mm-hmm. and just kind of the the urgency that he felt mm-hmm. to to evangelize. And what had happened in his life was he was pastoring a church in Chicago. And he said to his congregation one Sunday morning, you know, gave a great sermon and just said to them, so what will you do with Jesus? Mm-hmm. And he said, you go home and you think about it this week and you come back next Sabbath and you tell me what you're going to do with Jesus. And just as he was finishing that message, the alarms started going off in the city, and it was the Great Chicago Fire. Mm. And he said he never saw those people again. Mm. That that church burned to the ground. And he said, I will never give someone 
a full week to think mm-hmm. about a response to the gospel again. Um, and so that sort of just urgency, we're not guaranteed next week. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Um, but we do have a hope that we can share and we can offer to people. So, um, so let's do it. And, and, um, yeah, let's not delay. Mm. Yeah, that is, that is such an impactful story. And we should all have that urgency to, um, to share our faith and not wait. Um, where do you see sharing your faith and the importance of it in the Bible? We always want to be rooted and grounded in God's word and why why is it true that we should share our faith um, and where do you see that in the scriptures? Yeah. Well, the whole, you know, the beautiful thing about the Bible is it's it's kind of telling, the, the whole book is telling this story of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so we see it, you know, in the Old Testament, we're seeing our need, um, just that, that we have all sinned and, and there's this problem and this separation between us and God. And then we see, you know, the prophet saying, there's going to be a savior. He's coming, he's mm-hmm. coming, he's coming. And then finally in the gospels, we see he's here. You know, we see how Jesus came and lived a perfect life and, and died on the cross to pay for our sins and then, and then rose again. And then we see him say to his disciples, you know, after he's risen, before he ascended up into heaven, we see him say in the Great Commission that we're to go and make disciples of all the nations, that we're to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we're to, we're to teach them to observe all that he commanded. And so, and so that's our commission. And so then, I love how then immediately you start to see his disciples doing that. Mm-hmm. And so like the book of Acts is a great place to look and see, okay, how did how did they do it then? Mm-hmm. And so you can read, you know, you can read sermons or, you know, you can read about Peter preaching the gospel and Stephen preaching the gospel and Paul and and I even love like the story of Philip and the Ethiopian yeah. eunuch. That's maybe one of my favorites because um I don't know. It's just the the circumstances are so strange. And yes. sometimes that happens in life where, you know, here's Philip and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit is saying, you know, go go and talk to this mm-hmm. this eunuch and just go up to this man and, and explain the book of Isaiah to him and share the gospel with him. And, and then we see the eunuch become baptized. And so um, I don't know. I, th- I think we do see it throughout all, all of Scripture in different ways Mm -hmm. and it's not always the same scenario it's always the same message Mm. but there's not you know like you can only share the gospel under these circumstances or in in this sort of setting or in these particular ways but we just see a variety of, of examples of people sharing the gospel where they're at empowered by the holy spirit and and sometimes just um, strange and unusual circumstances, you know, yeah. like Philip. I I love that point that you said. Even in the Bible, you see different different ways or different circumstances to share your faith, but the message is always the same, mm-hmm. and that is the key. That the message, the gospel, is being proclaimed. Now, how you get there or the method you use might look differently, and even mm-hmm. like our um, our culture might change how we need to 
proclaim the gospel. You know, when I was a kid, a big thing was like the street um, street evangelism or the we did like these dramas or musical dramas, you know, and that's not as much a thing now, but people are really utilizing social media to share their faith or other avenues where that wasn't a thing back then. So even the method is going to continue to change over time. But like you said, the message is always going to be the same. So how do you, let's, let's start thinking of examples, um, So I'm thinking of maybe a friend that I've met at the park and we're having a conversation and the whole time in my mind I'm thinking this is a person that I don't think is a believer and like you said she's a soul I care about her soul she's made in the image of God but right now we're talking about normal things how do I transition the conversation to share my faith how do you end up bringing up the gospel to someone that maybe you're just like i don't know how to transition this yeah that's a that's a really great question and that's often where sharing the gospel will take place is just in in these natural kind of going to the park or hanging out at the library Mm -hmm. or 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 whatever it is or meeting people in your neighborhood and like oh I've seen you walking around you know what's your name and so I think yes engaging them in conversation just naturally and normally Mm -hmm. um getting to know them hearing about their life and and from that just being being a listening ear to Mm -hmm. someone and oftentimes people are going through hard things yeah i mean we're all we're all living in this in this broken world and so there's always usually in someone's life there's probably hard circumstances or things that they're walking through um that are are weighing heavy on them and so i don't know if this happens to you but maybe it's just my personality but it seems like i'll just be having a normal conversation with someone and and just kind of asking simple questions about where they work or, um, you know, about their kids or, um, what, whatever it is. And, and oftentimes things will come up like, um, you know, I, my mom just passed away or, mm. um, you know, we just got this, this hard medical diagnosis or, um, man, our, our car just broke down and, and we're, we're also dealing with these other bills that just popped up. And so just like, at some point, if, if you talk long enough and ask engaging questions with someone, you're going to kind of reach this point in the conversation where there is like a, um, a bearing of their soul a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. And so if you can gently ease into that and just start to ask spiritual questions in that. Mm. So yeah, tell me, tell me how you're feeling about that or what, what do you think, what do you think happens when we die? And, and starting to ask questions like, do you have a, a support network? And, and maybe you're asking and inviting them even to come to church with you and say, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm part of a church. Have you ever gone to church? Um, I'd love for you to come with me. And so there's sort of an invitation in there too. But in the question, remember that you do have the authority of of the word of God Mm. that you can always pull out. Mm -hmm. And so in asking, you know, what do you think happens when we die? Or why do you think people go through hard things? 
it's always great to be able to point them back to the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so when I bring up the gospel with someone, I always love to have a Bible with me that I can actually open and and show them that mm-hmm. this isn't just my idea, that this is um, this is God's plan. You know, yeah. what does what does Jesus say about how we can go to heaven, or what what does God's word say about what happens after we die? Um, so, typically. It's just starting with with questions mm. and and it's going to depend on the circumstance and and how much time you have with this person um and maybe just um an offer to hey can I can I pray with you or can I open the bible with you and show you what God says about this or would you like to come along to church with me or maybe hey I'd really love to meet up with you mm. at some point and and show you what God says about this mm. Yeah, so it's listening to them, drawing them out, hearing like maybe there's a hard situation and turning that to some questions that are more spiritual and getting them to that point. Um, So what do you, when you share the gospel, everyone kind of has their maybe like what they prefer to use when you get to that point in the conversation and you've asked the spiritual questions and you seem like, okay, the Holy Spirit is really leading me to just share the gospel. I think this is a good opportunity. Um, What do you do when you're sharing the gospel? How do you share the gospel with someone? Yeah, I love to use, I mean, there's so many methods, like you said, but probably my favorite that I just tend to go to naturally would be the Romans Road. Mm. Um, because I think it's, it's simple, um, it's clear, but also, like I said, we're in, we're in the word together. Mm -hmm. And so this isn't just Christina Hannon's plan for salvation. This is, this is what God's word says, Mm -hmm. um, about how we can be saved. And so I don't know about you, Sarah, when I share the gospel, I am so nervous. Yeah. And like, like my hands start shaking, yes. I'm sweating. Like, like if I know anything at all, it's probably like gone out of my mind. Like yeah. I can't remember anything. I can't say John three sixteen. <laughs> right, right. Like, <laughs> oh, so so here's what I do, and this is kind of like a a cheat sheet, if you will, for sharing the gospel. But um, this is another reason why I love the Romans road is because all I have to remember is Romans. Okay. And so I'll open my Bible to like the cover page of Romans. And right there on the first page, I just write in the margin the first verse that I'm gonna mm-hmm. that I'm gonna turn to. And that's gonna be Romans 323. Okay. And so open my book to Romans and then okay, I see 323. Okay, I can flip there. I can do this. Like, Lord help me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so Romans 323 is for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. <clears throat> So being able to talk with someone and just say, like, they're, they're probably aware that, that they've sinned, that, mm-hmm. they've, that they've lied, that they've messed up, or, or they've been sinned against, that they've been hurt. So usually people are coming into a conversation, like, recognizing, man, I have sinned, mm-hmm. um, and I have fallen short of God's perfect standard. And so there's none of us, 
none of us who is innocent. And and I'm able to join them in that and say, I've, I've sinned too, right? Mm-hmm. And then I look in my margin and I've got Romans 6.23 written down. And so I'll turn there. And I kind of split Romans 6.23 into two parts. The first part being for the wages of sin is death. So the, the thing that our sin has earned for us is eternal death. So this isn't only physical death, but it's also eternal death. And, and you can talk about, you know, you, you, you go to a job and you earn a wage, mm. right? And so this is what's due to us because of our sin is, is death and separation from God forever. But... And this is where we go to the second part of Romans 6, um, 23. And it says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so we we talk about that and we can turn to Romans 5, 8 and say that God dis- demonstrates his love toward us and that while we're still sinners, that Christ died for us. And so this is just where we get to talk about like Jesus died for us. Like he paid the debt that we owed because mm-hmm. of our sin. But he's offering it to us as a gift. Mm. And and if I come to this table and and I bring you a gift and and it's already bought, it's already paid for, it's gift wrapped, it's like it's here, you still need to take it. Like you still need to reach out and accept that gift. Mm. Otherwise you don't have the gift. Like the gift is there. But you haven't received it. And so this is where I re- turn to Romans ten nine, which says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so I have to write in the margin right here the word ASK mm. in all caps because I will chicken out. <laughs> like I'm so nervous and, and I don't know why, because I, I understand the importance of this conversation, yeah. but I'm so nervous. And so I want to ask, because this is the most important part of this conversation, is have you accepted Jesus as your Lord? Like, is he the authority in your life? And have you believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead and that he has forgiven your sins? And so I'll ask, and maybe, and maybe at that point they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, this, um, I believe this, you know, at this point in my life, and they're yeah. able to recount this, this story. Um, or maybe, maybe they'll say, no, I, you know, I've never done that. Or maybe they'll say um, um, that they're, they're just not at a place where they're ready to do that mm-hmm. at that point. But but in any case, you're able to ask and say, okay, there is a decision and a response that needs to be made. And so at that point, I would, you know, if they're ready, I would say, can we pray? Are you ready to receive Christ's gifts of salvation? And um, and so then we'll pray together. And and so I would say the prayer at that point, and, and I want to make sure that this is clear in their minds, that they're not just like, this isn't a magical prayer, um, but it's just a, a talking to God. Mm. That they're saying, Lord, like I recognize that I'm a sinner and that I'm in need of of forgiveness. I'm not in right standing with you. Mm. And I recognize that Jesus died on the cross so that I could be. And so I, I want to receive that gift of salvation. And um, I don't want to live my life for you. I want you 
to be my Lord. So if they're able to do that themselves, that's great. Mm. If they're not comfortable yet at that point, I'll offer to pray that for them, with them, I guess. Mm-hmm. But but I'll explain it first because I want them to know like this is this is what I think that we should pray. Um, mm. and, and are you in agreement with this yeah. prayer? Um, and maybe they're at a place where they're not ready. Mm-hmm. And they say, I th- this is a lot to think about. I think I just kind of want to go home and think it over tonight. And I, w- I want to respect that and I want to give them that that space. But I also want to make clear to them, okay, but do you understand, like, if you come to a place tonight where you are ready, do you know what you would do mm. do you understand like okay this is how you could pray to god and and receive the gift of salvation mm. um, so that they're ready to do that at a later time yeah so if someone says you know yes i'm ready to receive receive this free gift of salvation and um you walk through that with them um what what happens next? Like, do we just, do we just leave them there? Or I know I'm kind of throwing you a curveball, but like, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking, okay, the the miracle of salvation is that it's not the work that we do. And like you said, we get so nervous and I'm right there with you. I shared the gospel with a neighbor a little while ago and I was like, sweating and shaking and I'm like you know when you're like swallowing hard because you're like I just got to get through this but we shouldn't be nervous because it's the Holy Spirit that awakens a soul and we know that it is the work of the Holy Spirit that brings dead people to life and so if we are in that moment just like Philip you know with the eunuch and we're able to take part in the work that the Holy Spirit is already doing Someone is just going to be ready to receive it. And it it could be the worst message or gospel presentation that you've ever given. And they could say, yes, I want that. I mean, we studied Jonah a few su- summers ago. And it's like, talk about the worst evangelist ever. <laughs> you know, and, and the sailors came to Christ or came to faith in God. Um, so... When someone does receive it, you know, sometimes it's like a surprise almost. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do then after, you know, they they might pray this prayer? What do you say to them Mm -hmm. after that? Well, I celebrate with them. Like I I don't hide my excitement about what just happened at all because I want them to recognize like this is the biggest deal that you know the the biggest thing that's ever happened in your whole life yeah um this is a huge moment and i i'm just honored that i was able to be here with you and witness this happen and and maybe you know even saying like you said like you do you realize what just happened yeah you just came from spiritual death to spiritual life this is amazing yeah um, so usually I'm kind of saying something like that, like, this is amazing. <laughs> I, I can't believe this just happened. Like, this yeah. is so cool. Um, and so welcoming them into God's family and kind of making a, a, a big deal out of it. Mm. I think that's a great thing. I also love to point people to, um, 
verses of assurance mm. because there can well there will be an attack of the enemy you yeah. know in, in the life of this brand new believer and so to let them know like okay i want you to know that that there is an accuser mm. who will come and and who will remind you of your sin and who will say oh certainly Christ isn't able to forgive you for that mm. sin. Like, as if he didn't know. <laughs> you know, when right. you when you prayed and accept his forgiveness, like, he probably didn't know about that sin because that one is, that was too dark and mm. uh, too much for him. And it, it's not that you are forgiven of your sins. And so I love to point to Romans 8, 1, that there's now no condemnation Mm -hmm. for those who are in Christ Jesus and just remind them of that like you are now the Lord's and there is no condemnation for you so don't listen to the voice of that accuser Mm -hmm. but but start to live your life for Jesus as your king and um so I usually love to to schedule follow-up you know meetings with with this person Mm -hmm. um you know can I meet with you and read the Bible with you? Mm. You know, I'd, I'd love for you to um, just develop a, a healthy habit of being in God's word and, and learning to pray and being part of a church family. And so so I'll invite them to church. I'll invite them to, to learn how to read, um, study God's word, and um, begin even to memorize scripture. Mm. Um, so, so, yeah, I think there, there needs to be follow-up conversation now i'll say that and like that's best case scenario is that i could follow up with them so i know somebody's following up with them but sometimes you meet people and it's like i'm never gonna see this person again you know this is kind of a random situation where this happened and so we're just kind of leaving them with like please find a local church that teaches god's word Mm -hmm. and um and get plugged in there and and that would be a beautiful thing yeah and again trusting them to the Holy Spirit and leading them to a local body that can care for them and disciple them. Yeah, that's so important. And the reminder that, you know, when when a newborn baby is born, we would never just say, yay, a newborn, right. and, and leave, leave them. It. Yeah. And so the importance of walking with, the, with this person or, you know, we also all are limited people and so if we don't have the capacity to disciple this person finding someone that can help them and getting them paired up that can someone could disciple them if we're not able to if you're not able to um, at least helping them find someone uh, to get them um, in the right place and getting started and like you said taking those steps of obedience Um, so what else would you add um, if someone is just asking, hey, I I don't know where to start. Um, do you have any tools or suggestions for me um, in how to share my faith? Mm, yeah, I would say there, there are so many ways of sharing your faith, so many like, good methods of sharing your faith. So I just shared with you one, which is called the Romans Road. Um, and, and you can go and, and look on YouTube and see 
you know, thousands of people demonstrating how they would how they would walk through this with someone. But there's a few other just really helpful visual aids sort of methods of mm. sharing the gospel that that I also use at mm. certain times. Um, the the gospel circles is one. Um, sometimes it's called the three circles, and and that's a great visual picture. That works well for a lot of people to be able to share God's word. And, mm. and it's it's really simple and it's a beautiful diagram that kind of shows like we were created in perfect harmony with God. You know, mm. Adam and Eve walked in the garden with him and, and they were designed to be with God and to be praising him and that was God's design and God's plan and then when sin entered the world like we ended up in a place of brokenness Mm. and so we'll try all kinds of things to just get out of that brokenness you know either either we'll try and you know mask it with things like drugs or alcohol or we'll try and kind of mend it on our own you know if if I could just get enough money it would take care of all my problems Mm. or if I could just you know be in a, a person perfect romantic relationship it would certainly solve all this loneliness and heartache that I have but the only way that we can truly escape that brokenness is through Jesus and and the only means is just the gospel that Mm. he that he came to fix our problem which was sin and Mm. and to pay that debt so that we could be in right relationship with god and and through the gospel we are now Mm. in right relationship with god and it's our it's our job it's our desire it's um why we're here is to go and proclaim that to other people so that's kind of essentially what the gospel circles would cover um and and it's easy to draw out on a piece of paper if you're at a coffee shop um another one would be the the bridge diagram Mm -hmm. um where we we kind of see that there is this separation between god and man that was caused by our sin and and our good works are never going to be enough to to get us to right standing before God Mm -hmm. Um, because he says that all of our good works are nothing but filthy rags in his sight. And so it's nothing but um, the blood of Jesus that's going to get us there, you know, and, and there are, there are other methods that maybe aren't visual in nature, but um, um, I love the way of the master as well. So you can watch all kinds of videos on that and Ray Comfort will go out and do more kind of street evangelism. Mm-hmm. So just cold contacts, you know, people he's never met before and just show them their need for a savior just based on the the Ten Commandments and how we've all fallen short of those things. Another method that um, there's actually a woman in our, in our church here at Candeo, um, Gloria Gehring mm-hmm. is just just a mighty soul winner. Like mm. she just, yes. this is just what she does, and um, and has done it faithfully for many many years. Mm-hmm. And so, what she loves to do is actually use um, John chapter three, where Nicodemus has come to Jesus and he says, you know, how how can someone be saved? And so she'll go up to someone and 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 ask them like how do you how do you think you could be saved? And she'll say, "Do you know that Jesus answered that question? Like somebody asked him and he answered it and it's recorded right here in the mm. Bible and we can know like 
do you want to know what Jesus says about this? Mm. So again, she's pointing that he's the authority. This isn't um, Gloria's plan of salvation. This is this is Jesus himself. I mean, if anyone knows how someone can be saved, it's it's going to be Jesus. So so she'll walk through John three with them. So there's just a lot of different ways that you can share the gospel. But again, it is the same message. Mm, yeah. Well, thank you so much for just sharing with us, sharing um, your heart for sharing the gospel. And we all should have a passion for sharing our faith with others. Um, It's not left to um, the paid staff or the people who would say, I have the gift of evangelism, although some people, yes, are more gifted in it. Um, But we are all commanded to um, go and tell um, the people around us. So, um, yeah, this has been great for me to, um, learn from you and to hopefully this is helpful to, um, those who are listening. Um, something we do have coming up here, um, at Candeo, um, that is related to this is, um, beginning in February, February 5th, we're going to be offering a class called Gospel 101. And this is a great book, um, that just walks through what is the gospel and how do you share your faith with others. And, um, that'll be on Sunday morning. So if you have kids, you can drop them off at Candeo Kids, um, and go to the class. So again, that starts on February 5th. Um, and we're also, um, to kick off the year um, in January, we're going to have a small short sermon series on just sharing our faith. Um, So we'll be talking more about this topic here at Candeo. And um, my prayer is just that um, we would all have um, a passion and a reignited passion for sharing our faith for with those around us um, because we're all in different spheres so if we all just looked around and shared our faith with one person that we came into contact with um, we could share the gospel um, to a lot of people in the Cedar Valley and beyond so uh, thank you Christina for joining me and um, yeah we'll see you all next month <laughs>